630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osman Auction. And now, the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. That power play has lifted Edmonton, and now Kleppbaum got caught. It's a breakaway. Jonathan Taves, back here to nine. Miko Koskinen centering pass and shot wide by Brandon Saad. What a save by Koskinen on the captain. This is big for a 300, stopped by Koskinen. Rebound rattled off the boards, past Gustafson, and now it's Jujar Kara streaking in right-hand side. Centers, backhander score. What a beautiful play. And finish. Kajula with his fourth career two-goal game. Two of the key plays tonight at Rogers Place as the Edmonton Oilers shut out the Chicago Blackhawks 4-0. Miko Koskinen, a save on a shorthanded breakaway by Jonathan Taves in the second period. His save of the game for Jiffy Lube, keeping you moving to and from the game. JiffyLubeService.ca. And then Drake Kajula, a shorthanded goal in the third period, putting the Oilers up 3-0 at the time. Alex Chason would add another as the Oilers improved to 7-4-1 and on the season. They beat the Blackhawks for the second time in the last five days. Hey, thanks for joining us tonight. It's 9.58. We're live in Studio 99 Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. We will hear post-game reaction from both dressing rooms. But let's go live to head coach Todd McClellan. A bump up to that line, might he might be able to take advantage of it. And what do you think of him? Uh, I thought he had a good, the second part, obviously, I thought he had a great game tonight. He, uh, since he's got healthy post-training camp, and you know, we sent a little message to him in game one, he has been uh, pretty feisty. He's been practicing hard. There's been nothing casual about him or his game. And uh, he does a good job of staying over pucks. He does a good job of winning tight battles. He'll go to the net just like he scored tonight. So we felt that would compliment Nuge and, uh, and, uh, and uh, Connor, pardon me. And uh, it did tonight. It worked. Koskinen comes in, two starts, two wins, and can't get much better than a 40 save shutout. Uh, he was excellent for your team all night. It was very good. He was good early. Um, he was good in the special team situation. I say special teams instead of penalty kill because he made more saves on our power play. We leaked chances there. And, um, you know, for me, that was a bit of a turning point. He got us through that, that bad period where we weren't sharp. And uh, we barked a little bit. Everybody responded. And, we settled in after, but um, great for him. He's been a good teammate the last month, month and a half, and um, guys want to play for him. It's a real good sign for a goaltender that's finding his way. Uh, when this season started, scoring depth was one of the areas of, of concern, and now you've got like Chase on and Kajula and uh, Toby Reeder kicking in points. Are, are you kind of pleasantly surprised by this, or did you see this coming? Well. <laughs> If we go back to exhibition season, we, we had guys putting uh, different unusual suspects, putting the puck in the net on a, on a regular basis. And we felt good leaving the exhibition season heading over to Europe. It kind of went dry for a little while. Um, but I think we played with a little apprehension to start the season <coughs> for whatever reason. And that, that hurt some guys. Uh, but we're back to finding different guys to contribute in different ways. and. Um, 
while we're doing that, let's uh, let's find as many wins as we can because sometimes it will go dry and um, it ebbs and flows all season for every team. Uh, with the Tyrati seemingly uh, close to, to a return, does a performance like this from Kajula maybe have you think that he could stay on that line for a little bit? Well, Ty, Ty's been out for two, two and a half weeks right now. He's been cleared to uh, to be involved in full practice, full contact with our schedule. We haven't had many of those. Yesterday was the was the first one, so we've got to get him up and running. And um, you know, right now, based on the the effort we had from the lineup we had, it's hard to argue to make any changes unless there's some bumps, bruises, injuries, fatigue, illness. Uh, there's always factors that come into it, but um, that group probably deserves to have another shot at it. Curious what you thought of Yessi's uh, performance getting back into the lineup tonight. What I thought of who's? Yessi's performance. Yessi, I thought Yessi played a good game. He uh, he stayed over top of pucks. That line uh, created offensive zone time. Um, I thought he had a positive impact on the game. And, uh, you know, what he went through isn't easy for an older player. It certainly isn't easy for a younger player. But he worked hard in practice, and um, he had an, an impact that was positive on the game tonight. I'm sure he's leaving here feeling good about himself, and uh, we feel good about him as well. Tonight. All right, those are live post-game comments from Edmonton Oilers head coach Todd McClellan, presented by GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts at great prices, gcldiesel.com. Oilers win 4-0 over the Chicago Blackhawks. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, live inside Studio 99, Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Oilers hockey presented by Osman Auction. We'll have more post-game reaction in your phone calls as we go along here. 780-496-0063. You can also text 63630. Well, the shot's 40-29 in favor of the Blackhawks. They had 15 shots in the first period. They had 16 in the second period. And really from the midway point of the first period through the end of the second period, that's a big 30-minute chunk of the game. Chicago was by far the better team, but Costin was the best player in the game. Yeah, you always had a start they wanted to the game. A lot of pressure. They had four lines rolling, getting good opportunities. They missed actually on a couple of the opportunities. They were all over the Blackhawks. And, and then, then they, they got, got a Blackhawks got, got a power, power play. play. And then that, that stopped the momentum that the Oilers had in the first 10 minutes and just started the ball rolling to the Chicago Blackhawks. And then they were winning battles after that at the Blackhawks where they were winning races, they were getting chances on net. And, and it came down to Koskinen making big save after big save. And I think, the, I think you guys started this, the post-game show with the saves he made. There was a power play the Oilers had with a one nothing lead that they could extend the lead and, and put a tired team to rest. And instead, the Chicago Blackhawks had three great scoring chances. They had a breakaway, Jonathan Taves. And if there's any player in the National Hockey League you want to take a breakaway for you, it would be Taves. Makes a nice save there. The back-to-back two-on-ones. And he stood tall on all of those. And the one thing we, we saw, saw in the preseason with Boston, and everything seemed to bounce off him, and he was always a little unsure of where the rebound went. We haven't seen that in the two regular season games. He said that what we saw in the preseason was not the real him, and from what we've seen in the last two games from him, he was right, because he has been outstanding in both Nashville and then here again tonight against Chicago. 4 nothing the Oilers win it, and now they go on the road. Four games in six days coming up. Detroit Saturday, Washington Monday, Tampa Tuesday, and Florida one week from today, so we're going to need Costin again, at least once on the road trip, if not twice. Well, yeah, I think that it's a nice option right now that Todd McCullough has. He's got, uh, you know, his starter in Talbot, 
who's been off to a nice start this season and he's got a backup and been great in his two starts. So you go Talbot on, on Saturday and then from there you got decisions to make. Which way you want to go? If you want to play Boston in the next one and then from, from here on in, you both will give you the best chance to win. And I don't think the Edmonton Oilers in the division and in the conference that they're in can put someone ahead of someone simply out of, you know, well, he's supposed to be number one, he's supposed to start. you got to give yourself the best chance of winning. They do that with forwards, they do that with defensemen, and you get into that goaltending. So Talbot gets the next start, and how he plays will dictate who plays the game after. Koskinen, obviously, the first star tonight, Drake Kajula and Toby Reader stars two and three. Kajula gets his second two-goal game of the season. He gets his third and fourth goals of the year. He scores early in the second period, just 18 seconds in, and then he gets the Oilers' second shorthanded goal of the year, 6.49 in the third. That obviously, you know, stretched the lead, but Kajula got moved up to the McGavin-Hopkins line for the third period. Last game, stays there today, makes it count. He has, he has an, an opportunity, opportunity tonight. Uh, Raddy is going to get that spot eventually, but when you've, you've got, got an opportunity to play with the best in the, in the world, you've, you've got to seize it. it. And he, he did. He, he, you like, like the fact, fact that he scored a couple goals, but, but what, what he did to create those goals and what keeps the coaching staff trust in him, he, the physicality, the driving in the net, keeping plays alive, uh, hard on the back check, getting pucks out. He did all the little things. and He started off low to the season, was up in the press box, and he could have pouted. He didn't. He came back, and he's been better. That's one great thing about a young player going up there, seeing what he's doing wrong, seeing how he can be better, and then coming out and putting that into his game. Kajula has been very, very good, and is deserved of the 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 extra ice time that he's got as of late. Jason Garrison scored his first of the year. That was a power play goal late in the second period. So we're 12 games into the season now. Alex Chason has played seven of those games for the Oilers. He has five goals. I don't know how many two-on-O's you got in your career, Rob. I don't know if you ever had two in a, in a six-game span with the same guy. But Reader Chason had a two-on-O on the last homestand. They get another one tonight. Same combination. Reader to Chason finishes. Well, when you've got a, a star on your line, there's going to be extra attention towards that star. And tonight on the, the one, Leon Dreisettle, everybody's looking at Leon. And what he's able to do, even with all the pressure on him, he's able to find guys that are open. Reader's fast, chase on smart. And on that one, Reader came flying down the ice. Leon makes a nice little underneath the stick move on the defenseman and creates enough space that he can make the pass. And then it's a 2 on 0 and you know the puck's being passed. And there's nothing Ward can do. He knows the puck's going over there. Reader makes a little flip of his stick, which kind of freezes Ward a little bit. And chase on. Go to the back post, keep your stick on the ice, it's eventually going to come, make no mistake, and he doesn't. So uh, it, it looks easy, but a lot of things had to go right to get them to where they were. All right, 780-496-0063 is how you can reach us. You can text 630-630. Oilers win 4 nothing over the Blackhawks tonight. First call of the evening goes to TW. Hi, TW, thanks for calling. You know, it's a pleasure for DW to be on. It's been a long time since I've listened. You know, I've been an Oiler fan since around 01. I, I remember the first time I saw Mike Conway on the ice, and I thought he was going to be the greatest guy in the history of the game. I just thought he was awesome. I moved back out here. But my heart will always be with the fine folks out there in Edmonton and the Oilers organization and the people out there in Stony Plain. I maintain that my, my fact, I'm still a Oilers fan, even though my buddy Brad Treat-Living is the GM of, of Calgary. But listen, this team this year is exciting me to no end. I love the way Jake Michaels calls the game. 
Uh, TW can listen to you guys all night long from the 630 10, 24-hour newsroom. But I have to ask you a question. What are you going to do? If you look at this team and you look at the way that they've drafted, you look at all the wasted draft picks through all the years, how often are you going to get lucky with a guy like Connor McDavid who's just going to go down as probably one of the top five players in, in uh, NHL history? I mean, when did the Warriors, uh, excuse me, Warriors, when did the uh, Oilers stop becoming a team that's, that's on the edge of disappointment? And what's the expectation for the season? With the talent they have now, the way they played the, for the last five, this is a team that you compete deep into the playoffs. And I can remember a time when Oilers fans expected it year after year. But I think the team is still short on its fans for the last uh, four or five years. And I'll take the answer on the air. And I want to send a special shout-out to uh, Bob Stoffer. I remember when he was just an Internet host uh, trying to find his way to the league. All right. Thanks, T.W. I'm going to be honest with you. We didn't. We had trouble making out that call, so we'll have to uh, address that at a later date for sure. But a good game for the Oilers tonight. Four nothing win over the Chicago Blackhawks. Sorry, TW. Uh, we'll uh, we'll have to get you next time. It wasn't coming through clear for us here. Actually, maybe he can text us that question. He can text us to six thirty six thirty. Kellen, did we can be? Oh, Kellen's in the studio. Kellen, did you hear what he was saying? Uh, it was garbled, very garbled. Okay. All right, well, we'll uh, hopefully talk to TW again as we roll along. Oilers win 4-0 over the Blackhawks tonight. Jason Garrison gets his first as an Oiler, the second unit power play getting on the board tonight. And, and they, you could see they got a little extra gravy time tonight, too, as Tom McClellan was rewarding them. And, and you saw also another move late in the game. Pugliarvi pulled off that power play, and Kajula put on because he deserved to be there. You need to have secondary scoring. You need to have a secondary power play unit. There's going to be times when you're, well, most times penalties are called. It's usually dragging down a McDavid or dragging down a Leon Dreisaitl. So sometimes they're tired. you got to put the second unit out. They run the power play the more or less the exact same way, just probably not quite as effective because you're missing a couple key pieces. But on that one, you saw what you usually see the Nugent Hopkins to Clefbaum pass. This one was the reader to the Garrison pass. And what we saw with Garrison when he was younger is he's got a bomb. He's got a big shot from the point. He has a one-timer there. He did it a couple times in the game. And that one was a high screen by Taves, and the puck just blew by Ward. And Ward looked very, very good tonight. He, had a, he was challenged a couple times early in the hockey game, but that one was just a nice play, getting bodies to the net and uh, a huge goal at the time because it was your second unit that was out there creating offense. All right, 4-0 Edmonton over Chicago. We'll get more of your phone calls in a second here, but right now back to the Oilers dressing room for GCL Diesel, genuine diesel parts at great prices, gcldiesel.com. The first star tonight, the shutout, goaltender Miko Koskinen. Honestly, I only care if we win or lose, so it feels good because we win. So that's that's all that matters. We need points, and uh, we got two, so we're happy. 40 saves, um, some were huge ones. I guess, how does it, how does that feel? 40 saves, it's the highest you've ever, it's a record. Uh, it's always fun to see when there's a lot of shots on the net, so it, the rhythm is then easier for me, and uh, so I can't complain. You had some things to prove in this league coming over here. I mean, just uh, obviously this is but I mean, just how do you feel about uh, your progression right now? Uh, I feel good. Like I said before, we've been doing a lot of a lot of work in the practice, and I think we're we're in the right way, and we just have to keep doing what we are, and things gonna get better. How about on a personal level? Sorry, on a personal level, how do you feel about your progression at this point? I don't know. It's it's tough to say. 
I just try to play and enjoy and anyone, uh, someone else has to do that. And it was nice for me. Great, thank you. Thank you. Were you, uh, what's, what's this like for you? Like, you came to the NHL a long time ago, and then you went away. Did you think you were going to come back? Did you? Is this a bonus for you to come back? Did you? It was always on my mind. And uh, I had opportunities like, uh, I, don't, I don't even remember, like maybe four, three years ago, two years ago. But I always decide, decide to stay. I thought that I still... I can still get better there, and uh, my setup was great there. Like I said before, it's a great city and great organization, so everything was like everything was good for me there. And I, I always knew in my sight that I wanna come back and try to try to be a good goalie here too. And this is obviously it for you, like you'll stay in the NHL now or if you don't stay you know you're never coming back probably is it you feel like this is the time to grab on and and hold yeah. on here and make a career yeah of course it, it was a last chance I couldn't turn it down anymore because after the next deal I would be like 33 what they were offering so that's that's too late and now now I felt it was the right time to come over and try to get better here and throw myself here your family's here yeah. Your kids? Yeah, I have one kid. Uh, he's 13 months old. So. All right, there's Miko Koskinen, the star tonight. So in the last five days, he has doubled his NHL career win total from two to four, beating Nashville and beating the Chicago Blackhawks 4 nothing tonight. First shutout as he makes 40 saves. Very strong game from him and uh, making, uh, I think, Oil Country feel a little better here about the goaltending situa uh, situation. 4 nothing for Edmonton. Just one goal short of the Japanese Village goal light. Whenever they score five or more in a game, you can print up a free coupon for our, or a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, live inside Studio 99. You can get us at 780-496-0063. We'll welcome Kurt to the show. Hi, Kurt. Thank you for calling. Okay, we lost Kurt. Do we still have Tony hanging on? Tony, hey, are you there? Going? How's it going, boys? Good, Tony. Um, I just have one question for you, and honestly, congratulations to Miko Boskinen on his, from what I heard, his first NHL shutout. Great performance by him. There are a few times where... Okay, Kellen, we're just going to have to... I apologize to the callers here. Rob and I have trouble uh, hearing them tonight. So uh, we'll get this, your, your text to 630-630, and we'll work on that uh, technical issue as, as we roll along tonight. So the Oilers go to 7-4-1, and one, Rob. We're going to uh, look at the full scoreboard in a few minutes here. Uh, but Pacific Division teams, the Ducks are behind in the third. The Kings are behind in the second. The Sharks are behind after two. Uh, Vegas has already lost to fall to 5-7-1. The Flames, though, massive comeback tonight. Down 4-1, they beat the Avalanche 6-5. So, you, you know, again, there's... Now, the California teams are, are still playing, so we'll see if they can still squeak out a point or two in this... Uh, in, the, in the games tonight. But 
no one is is taking control of this division and that includes the Oilers mm-hmm. uh, but at the moment they, they have fewer teams ahead of them than they do behind them plus they have some uh, games in hand two games in hand uh, on Calgary and Vancouver well when you look at the the, the, or the, the Pacific Division uh, everyone expected San Jose to, to be rock stars this year with the addition of Carlson and they've got not a bad start to the season but nothing like what people were expecting out of them the Anaheim Ducks have not looked good at all uh, they are getting badly outshot almost every night. If it wasn't for Gibson and Nett, uh, they'd have one or two victories on the season only. The Calgary Flames, who've had a couple good comebacks as of late, uh, still haven't got off to the start. Many of them expect L.A. has been terrible. So the, the beast of the West are, you know, Nashville and Winnipeg, and now Minnesota has moved up in the standings. But in the Pacific Division, it is open. And this is a division that if one team can get on a little bit of a run, can, can shoot up and put some separation between them and the rest of the team. So the, the Oilers have been on this run as of late. If they can add to it on this road trip, uh, you know what? They can come back from this road trip sitting atop the division and, and feeling good about themselves. We saw last year when you fall behind in this division and you're chasing, uh, it's hard to find success in, in a playoff race. So put as many points on the board early in the season because eventually things happen, injuries happen, um, long road trips. Uh, the the fatigue sets in in January and February, so set yourself up for a playoff push by putting yourself in a position early in the season. Right now, the Oilers have a chance to do that. All right, you can text 630-630. We will get to some of those when we get back. We'll have more post-game reaction. You'll hear from Leon Dreisaitl. You'll also hear from Joel Quenville and Jonathan Taves. We're live in Studio 99. Oilers win 4 nothing. Oilers hockey presented by Osmond Auction. You're listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 6.30 chair. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Edmonton Oilers shut out the Chicago Blackhawks 4-0. A shutout for Koskinen, two goals for Kajula, one each from Garrison and Chase on Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, live in Studio 99. You can text 630-630. This texture says, what happened with the penalties late in the game? Why were the Oilers on a Mm. five-on-four power play? Is this a new rule in the NHL? Well, Davidson got a five-minute penalty. Nurse got two minutes. Because there was uh, less than three minutes left in the game, uh, they gave the Oilers their power play time. I, I can't remember seeing that before. Apparently, it is a rule. Just rarely needs to be enacted. I've I've been around the game for 35 years. I had no idea that that was actually a rule. I thought it was something that was new. I was I was as shocked and surprised as anyone else. I did not know that that was going to come. This texter says, is there even a reason to play Bouchard anymore? May as well let him dominate juniors and be ready for next year. You can call up Gravel and plug him into the decor. Uh, and before you say Garrison scored so you can't pull him, uh, so did Bouchard in his last game. Well, I think that's probably the move that'll happen. I, I, I don't know if it'll happen tomorrow or, or for the weekend. I would think that would be the transaction. I don't know if they're going to give Bouchard a couple more games along the way so he reaches his limit. I, I mean, I, I agree with with the, the texter. I think Bouchard, and I have thought since the beginning, Bouchard would go down. Uh, Bob Stoffer reiterated that when he threw out the fact that it, with an expansion team coming in, that could be the... The, the year, if he takes a year this year on his contract, that could be the year that he would have to be protected, which just is another player you would have to protect. So to me, it's just a matter of when they're going to send him back and 
why not do it sooner than later, allow him to get back to his team, back into to playing hockey. No use having him here sitting in a press box. All right, Oilers win 4-0 over the Blackhawks. They are coached by Joel Quenville. His post-game comments for BDO, first call debt solutions, bankruptcies and consumer proposals, license insolvency trustees. Was this maybe a little similar to last night where the first half of the game went a lot better than the second one, obviously, but how do you explain that maybe the back-to-back nice like that? Uh, I don't know. It's tough to say uh, if that was uh, the reason. I know that uh, we had an excellent first period, and uh, first shift of the second, all of a sudden we, we, we give up a funny puck in the neutral zone, and it's in our net, and, you know, they get some excitement off of it, and we're still in a pretty decent place. Uh, we had a little shorthanded odd man situations there. We didn't capitalize. I don't think goalie was getting confidence as the game progressed. Uh, not enough shot, uh, I guess, uh, I going to say, uh, Bodies at the net. Uh, I thought he was seeing a lot of pucks. Big guy. I think he played well, but uh, we didn't make it hard enough on him. Does the power play come down to execution, or do there need to be some kind of wholesale changes being made on, on, on how you approach these power plays? Well, tonight uh, we had a real good first power play. I thought, or, you know, but I thought uh, the one there in the third there took us completely out of the game. On the shorty, that uh, was a. Uh, it's one of those where all of a sudden, then you're, you're sitting there, okay, and then it's and it, uh, it got worse. So it was a. Uh, you know, it's got to be better, and it's uh, you know you can't lose momentum like that in a game. It's been a regular concern through the years, but is it a bigger concern now when the team is maybe the margin for error isn't as big as it used to? Well, we needed uh, we needed to work. We need uh, some production. We need uh, to get excitement in the game where we generate any chances and zone pressure and and uh, getting them on the on the run a little bit. But uh, we didn't get uh, none of that tonight. Uh, later in the game, uh, you know, they, they'd win the face off, and we didn't get any entries and. Hence, it was disrupted. Was 40 shots safe for your offense? Uh, in the way you no, I, you know, some of them are just token where, you know, there was not traffic and it was like, okay. But uh, I, I, don't be misled. It was not good enough. We talked yesterday. All right, Oilers over the Blackhawks, 4-0. That is Joel Quenville, the coach of the Blackhawks. They dropped to 6-5-3 and three on the season. The Oilers up their record to 7-4-1. Miko Koskinen, very strong for the Oilers. Uh, this texter says, with Koskinen playing well, do you see Talbot playing less this year? And in a second note, do you see Miko running for the number one spot with Talbot's contract running out soon? Okay, well, Cab Talbot's the number one goaltender. Miko Koskinen has played two games. He's played well for two games, but I think we got to pump the brakes on there being a number one goaltending change here in Edmonton. If Koskinen continues to play well, well, then yes, he'll he'll play more often, and, and Talbot might get a few more nights off. But let's. This is not a, a, a changing of the guard goaltending-wise for Edmonton. Koskinen's the backup. Talbot's the number one. And by the way, to that texture, both guys' contracts run out after this season. So they're both playing for a next year, too. Well, they are, and they are playing for next year. And how they... It, just like any player, how you play one night will dictate how much ice time you get the next night or whether you're in the lineup or not. Koskinen has given two great starts in a row which is uh, allowing the coaching staff to get him in there sooner than later. Uh, I don't think you want to start speculating on who, how many games 
either one is going to play because you know it's all based on how they play themselves. So Talbot will get the next start, and if he plays great, well, he'll probably play the one after that. If it's average, well, then Koskinen now is waiting in the wings, and the coaching staff has the trust that he can get the job done. Uh, a coaching staff would love to have two goalies that they can put in any given night and feel comfortable. It's only two games, but right now Koskinen has earned another start to be sooner rather than later. Okay, and just to clarify the, the question about the penalty, if there is a major penalty on one team and a minor or a double minor on the other team in the last five minutes of the game, the difference goes on the clock so the power play comes first as opposed to second. So that that's, is a it's, rule. I wonder, if, is that a new rule or is that a rule that's been around for? I've never heard that rule before in my life, ever. And I'm sure that I've been in games or situations where this has happened before. I don't know when the rule was yeah. enacted, but that's the rule. Yeah. We should get the NHL on the phone. <laughs> All right. Uh, somebody with knowledge of the rule wrote in. Let me just leave well, it at that. Well, that's right. good on them. Thank you. You text 630, 630. Oilers win 4-0 over the Blackhawks as uh, they improve to 7-4-1 and one on the season. You can text 630, 630. Adam says, hey, guys. With Todd's post-game comments about leaving the lineup the same, him being happy with Yessi's game, with Raddy close to returning, do you think Yamamoto is going to be heading to Bakersfield? That is from Adam. Um, I don't know if they're quite there yet. Yeah, honestly, I don't know either. I, I think they are happy with Yamamoto's play. I, what you have when you have young players, you can keep them out of the lineup for short periods of time to allow them to watch from upstairs. And I know that the the the, co the players that are sitting out are sitting upstairs with 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 Manny Viveros, and he's watching the game with him, and, and which is good. So they they can see, okay, here's what you're you're doing wrong. Here's what you could do better. But you can't leave a young player up in the stands for an extended period of time. If that's the case, send him to the minors, allow him to play, allow him to find his own game. So Yamamoto, if he's not in next game because uh, they like the lineup, that's fine. But you can't have a week or two weeks go by and him not playing. He's got the ability to go down to the minors without having to go through waivers. So you got to get him in a lineup, whether it's here or Bakersfield. And same as Pugliarvi. You can't have Pugliarvi up there six, seven games in a row either. You have to have him playing. It's not going. It's not doing him any good sitting in the press box for a long period of time. All right, four nothing. The Oilers beat Chicago. You're going to hear from Leon Drysital and Jonathan Taves as we move along. You can text us at 6:30, 6:30. We are live in Studio 99. Reed Wilkins and Rob Brown. Oilers hockey presented by Osmond Auction. You're listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Oilers hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan. A 5 o'clock face-off against the Detroit Red Wings. Bob and I will have it for you. McDavid and Nugent Hopkins in front. Kajula scores! Drake Kajula! Elevated to the top line tonight. Buries the first goal of the game. Well, that turned out to be the game winner. Oh, and we had a first goal of the game winner tonight, Rob. Wow. Yeah, pretty good. Second Is that time only this the year, second this year? Yeah. Uh, Tom did pick Drake Kajula to score first on the face-off show. 
So uh, he's uh, got the gift certificate from Direct Workwear, so good stuff for him. Kajula scores 18 seconds into the second period. He added another one later shorthanded. Garrison and Chason also strike, so the Oilers beat the Blackhawks 4-0. Miko Koskinen, great game, 40 saves this evening. The highlights when the Oilers had a power play halfway through the second period. It was not a good power play. The Hawks had all the chances, but Koskinen turning them away time after time. All right, we're going to, uh, I think we have the phone issue fixed here, so let's go to Nathan at 780-496-0063. Nathan, go ahead. Hey guys, thanks for taking the call. Um, how do I sound? Do I sound uh, hard to hear or just as sexy as Rob told me I sounded last time? <laughs> you sound, well you do sound sexy and we can hear you, so it's all good. <laughs> you can hear me or you no, can? We, we can hear you and you sound okay. sexy, so it's the well, perfect thanks combination. So much. Oh, that's stellar. That's what I was going for. Okay. Well, listen, guys, um, thanks for taking the call again. And uh, you know what? Tonight was actually kind of, well, not kind of, it was really a, a, a relief win for me, at least. I mean, tonight seemed to be the kind of night that, um, you know, they, they really put it together. And it wasn't just the contribution of a goalie standing on his head or Connor getting a hat trick. You know, it was just all these little things like sticks in the right places seemed almost every play. Um, D really kind of working on boxing the guys out. So the shots, um, even though uh, Miko faced a lot of them, um, weren't, you know, like all 10 bell saves. Um, you know, long story short, I mean, I'm just, I'm super happy that these guys are, um, you know, this was completely like a, a team effort and a, and a really gutsy win. Um, I'm still a, uh, I'm still a Ryan Strom hater. I'm sorry. I think mm. we should trade him for uh, a sheep and two goats. Um, but, uh, um, you know, for the rest of the guys like Nuge, I mean, what a beast tonight on the uh, on the other end of the puck. I mean, that was just fantastic. And um, just a really, you know what, a really great sign that the team can put it together. And now it's just so you know you, you know that they have it um, because that's always the biggest fear is wondering, well, do they have it? Can they do it? And now you right. can see from, like, 90% of the guys that were on the ice, like, yeah, they can do it. Now it's just a matter of stringing it you know, together. So that was a really solid win tonight. All right, thanks, Nathan. Uh, I, I will say this. Uh, I mean, Koskinen, I, I thought, did have to make some, some pretty big saves, especially in the second period. But I, but I will say this, that the, one of the focuses was going to be the penalty killing tonight, and Chicago's power play goes 0 for 3, plus the Oilers get a shorthanded goal, and the Oilers' penalty killing was way, way better after costing them the game a couple of days ago. Well, you, you got to like when the coaching staff addresses something and they address their penalty killing yesterday in practice and, and after addressing and after the players worked on it through video and on ice they come into a game and their penalty killing wins them a hockey game you also as the caller was talking about got to be happy about the effort in a game where your best player in the world has only an assist a secondary assist and you got your backup goalie in that so the others got a, a, a huge win without uh, a night from McDavid and Talbot sitting on the bench. So those are those are huge positives for, for the Oilers going forward. And it's a confidence builder for the team, knowing that they can win, that they can win it on the back of a, a, a second liner or a third liner. And going forward, when you start playing against, uh, you know, you start playing big games, you're on a road trip, going on this big one they're on right now, that when Connor's on the road, they're going to be matching up. And we saw that in Chicago where they had Taves on them every time. They couldn't do that tonight. 
So other players are going to have to step up and be accounted. And tonight was a good night for those players leading into this road trip. And McDavid's ice time, 18 minutes, 34 seconds. Obviously the, the lowest total of the year. Even Clefbaum, uh, uh, well, still played 24-51, below, below his average for the season. But I, I look at that as a good thing for tonight, that you're not having to, to throw those players out a lot. Uh, you know, in games the Oilers have trailed recently, well, then you might have McDavid playing three of the final five minutes or, or even more when you're trying to tie the game tonight. You, you didn't need him out there at the end. So uh, I view that as, as a good thing, that you can, you can pull back on the ice time a little bit. You know, there's, there's, nothing, like, there's nothing like rest, and you're probably going to have a little more energy after playing about six fewer minutes than he usually plays. Well, the Oilers are about, I think you said, four games in six days on the road with travel. Uh, you're going to want your players as rested as possible going into this trip. And the last game going into the trip, the Oilers were able to roll four lines. They were able to roll 6D. Their backup goalie got to play. Those are luxuries for goal to, or excuse me, for coaching staffs, being able to look up at the scoreboard and know that, okay, I don't have to keep pushing the same four players out onto the ice, shift after shift after shift. I can use my whole bench. It allows you to evaluate your bench, too, in different situations. And today, I think the evaluation was pretty good for Todd McClellan. All right, 4 nothing. the Oilers beat Chicago. Let's go back down to the dressing room. Here's center Leon Dreyers. Uh, Leon Dreyers. So, um, you know, it's, it's easy to get to home. And, um, you know, he's a, he's a great guy. What do you know about him? What kind of guy is he? Tell us. We, uh, he seems pretty quiet. Uh, you know, he's a pretty quiet guy, but, um, you know, he's got some, some good stories about Russia. Okay, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you, uh, when you face a goalie that's as big as him, uh, what, obviously it's hard to score. Yeah, it's, Why? it's hard. Well, with him, it's he's, he's tall, but... You know, he, he moves pretty good for his size, too. So, uh, you know, it's, if you try and get him east to west, he's, he's still so pretty quick uh, on his feet. So, um, you know, he was he's, he's hard to beat. Yeah. Uh, it goes without saying, but in a game like this tonight, maybe just giving you guys a chance to get your feet, and he was just kept, kept things. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was outstanding. Um, you know, that's what uh, good goalies do. They come in, you know, obviously he hasn't played much. And, um, you know, to stay uh, stay confident and, and stay the way he, he, he's been. And, um, you know, it's pretty impressive uh, to, to come out with two, two performances like that. All right, there's Leon Dreisaitl, Brendan Escott working the Oilers dressing room tonight. As for uh, Dreisaitl, he picks up uh, an assist tonight, goes plus one. He played 20-20, won seven of his 15 face-offs, and uh, Chase on and Reader on his line. They've been looking pretty good lately. All right, it is 10:39. We're looking for somebody to finish the play at 780-496-0063. We're live in Studio 99. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Austin Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. Hey, thanks for tuning in tonight. The Edmonton Oilers get their first shutout of the season. You know what? First shutout by the Oilers since the first game of last season when they beat the Flames 3-0 here at Rogers Place. That was the only shutout they had all season long. Miko Koskinen gets the victory, his second as an Oiler, and it's his first NHL shutout. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. 780-496-0063. We have Roland on the line. Roland, nice to hear from you. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Very well. That rule that you guys were talking about came out about 15 years ago. That was to get rid of all this fighting that happened in the last few minutes of, the, of, of, of a game. 
Okay, that's thank you. Yeah, we weren't sure how old it was. Thanks for that. Okay, that's what I wanted to tell you. That was the... Uh... Oh, perfect. Well, here's what we want to do for you, Roland. We want to, put, right. your name, we want to put your name in the grand prize draw for a one-hour rental at Fast Track Indoor Karting. Safe, adrenaline-pumping fun. FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. What do we have? Davidson center ice. Hits the line with speed. Try to shot. Send it wide. Rebound Saad and a sprawling blocker save made by Miko Koskinen. All right, so Koskinen gets the shutout, Roland. He did play in the NHL briefly in the 10-11 season. Was he with the New York Islanders or Vancouver? Um, I'll go Islanders. It was the New York Islanders. He played four games, went 2-1 and one with a 8.73 save percentage and a 4.33 goals against average. So you're in the grand prize draw for the one-hour rental at Fast Track Indoor Karting, valued at $1,000. How to go, Roland? Jonathan Taves had a big opportunity to put Chicago back in the game. Shorthanded breakaway. He was denied by Koskinen. Taves comments for BDO first call debt solutions, bankruptcies and consumer proposals, license insolvency trustees. And what's the, the frustration level with this team right now? I don't know if uh, the frustration level is high. I think at the end of the day, um, even though we didn't, doesn't look good on the scoreboard and you know near the end of the game. Last night in Vancouver is pretty similar to tonight where we start pressing and then we make mistakes and pucks start going in against us. But for the most part, we're, we're involved and we're, we're in the game, um, giving ourselves a chance to win for the majority of the 60 minutes. And I think even tonight, uh, same as last night, we have a, a shorthanded chance. Doesn't go in, give up a power play goal late in the second. Um, and a tough one on the, on the power play, giving up a, a shorthanded goal in the third. And, and boom, things are going their way. And um, so obviously across the board, we always want to improve no matter what, especially when the result is what it what was tonight. But um, you know, I think we're getting lots of shots on net, a lot, lot of chances, and I think our second was pretty strong. So it's unfortunate we just couldn't find a way to, to take the upper hand in that game and uh, take control of the game, uh, especially going into the third. You touched on it, but going into that second intermission, you guys dominated the play. You had tons of chances, the short end of chances, and if them get that late goal, how, how deflating is that to go into the locker room like that? Uh, I don't know if it's deflating. I think we just maybe pressed a little bit too much in the wrong areas in the third and gave up some odd man rushes. And, uh, you know, it's tough in that sort of scenario. I think when you're down a goal or two, uh, you have to press to create offense. And we just got to do it a little bit smarter and make sure we're not giving up odd man rushes and breakaways back our way. So, uh, you know, I think for the first two periods, we did a good job of creating chances and, and uh, making them play in their end. And, Sometimes if those pucks go in, it, it, it definitely reassures you and gives you confidence to keep working. But, uh, you know, we, we can't let uh, the fact that we weren't getting the results tonight get to us and, and slow us down. Is that, is that hard to do? I mean, you, you, had, you had good good points in both these two these two games and have not won. Is it tough to, to especially this team, is it tough to, to not let it get to you and, and kind of snowball on you? Um, well, that's our job is to, to kind of rise above that. And I think uh, we've talked a lot about wanting to be that, that team that's resilient and sticks with it in games when we're down, especially on the road that we can find ways to win in, in ugly games where, maybe where we're not the dominant team. But uh, it's just one of those things that uh, builds character and we've we got to stay with it and, and find ways to build confidence from, from within no matter what. So um, 
tough results these last two nights. There's some good there, but obviously still a lot of room to improve. All right, that is Jonathan Taves of the Chicago Blackhawks. 4-0, Edmonton gets the win over the Hawks tonight as we'll update the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Drive away with your newer used trailer. Head to edmontontrailer.com. They're in a shootout in Anaheim. The Rangers and Ducks tied 2-2. Raquel tied it at 19-34, the third. The Flyers lead the Kings 3-2 early in the third. About halfway through the third, Blue Jackets up 3-1 on the Sharks. One game that we you haven't talked about here is the Montreal game tonight. NHL record tonight in that game. That's right. Two goals in two, two sec- seconds. Two seconds. Did you see it? I watched it on the replay. So I think it was Domi scored and with then, like 30 seconds or 37 seconds to go in the game. And then scored two seconds later. And then that put Montreal up by one. So the Capitals pulled their goalie. The faceoff was at center ice. And right off the, the draw at center ice, Armias shot it into an empty net. So two seconds between goals, new National Hockey League record. And the Canadians beat the Capitals 6-4. How about this? The Canadians are 7-3-2. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. Islanders are 7-4-1. They beat the Penguins 3-2 in a shootout. The Stars beat the Maple Leafs 2-1. In Finland, a hat trick for Line A. Jets knock off the Panthers 4-2. Ottawa gets by Buffalo 4-2. The Red Wings were the Oilers' next opponent. Get their fourth win of the season, 4-3 over the Devils. The Predators drop the light. 4-1. The Blues over the Golden Knights 5-3. Both Alberta teams now have three goal third period comebacks. The Flames were down 4-1 to the Avalanche and they win 6-5. The Oil Kings are back at it tomorrow against Regina. You're going to hear from Drake Kajula who had two goals tonight. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. You're listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan. Well, Miko Koskinen, big game in net for the Oilers. He makes 40 saves, gets the shutout, and Drake Kajula scores twice. He's now up to four on the season. He had a shorthanded goal to help the Oilers pull away in the third. Let's go down to the dressing room. Here's Kajula. All right, so you're on the top line tonight, and you really proved yourself. How does that feel? Uh, it felt good. Um, you know, I think I've been playing pretty well this season, uh, playing with a lot of confidence, and uh, you know the coaches put me in a, a new role today, and uh, you know I was happy to answer the bell. But uh, it's just one game, and just got to make sure you stay consistent. Last game about you know, we moved you up to that line, wanting to maybe try and get some stuff done in and around the paint, and trying to kind of maybe get things a little more dirty. Did you feel like that was a priority, and did you did a good job of that? Yeah, I think uh, you know early in the first period we had a couple opportunities around the net front, uh, just didn't capitalize, and then uh, the second goal or the second period we scored from right inside the paint, and um, you know that's that's part of my game. I got to you know, play that little agitated role and get under guys' skin and get to the net. And, uh, you know, I think I did a pretty good job today. How about your uh, goaltender? Uh, I can't say enough about him. Uh, I think he, what, he had 40, 40 saves today or something. Uh, I know he's standing tall and makes a lot of big saves, some acrobatic saves, some, uh, some key saves in big moments uh, to keep the game close. And, um, you know, he's, uh, he's a big, big goalie for us. And, uh, you know, he adds a lot of confidence to our team when he plays like that. Okay, so there's Drake Kajula, our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. He goes to the top line. Uh, Yamamoto came out. Pugliarvi came into the lineup. So if you look at the Oilers' goal scoring now, Rob, McDavid has nine. Dreisaitl has seven. Chason's up to five. Kajula's now up to four. 
neither of those last two guys have even played every game. Nugent Hopkins uh, with three goals, but he, he gets up to 14 points with his 11th assist tonight. So some of the secondary guys are stepping up, obviously scoring in bunches. I don't think it's unlikely. Obviously, Jason's going to continue this pace and score over half his shots. So we still kind of have a theme of... Uh, you know, Strom trying to get on the sheet. Lucic hasn't scored since the first shot of the season. Um, I, I guess probably mainly those two guys. I mean, Reeder has now six assists, but he's still looking to light the lamp as well. So still, uh, I think as we move along here, that's still going to be a storyline for the Oilers. Are other secondary guys going to fill in some of the gaps when it's not McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Nuge? Well, I think what you're looking at is Strom and Lucic. I think those are the guys that you would be expecting a little more offense from. Um, I, I know that... You think, okay, can the fourth line chip in every once in a while? But it would just be every once in a while. But your third line, especially Strom and Lucic, you expect more from. I think Strom has played well as of late. He's probably created scoring chances, grade A scoring chances, uh, five or six of them in the last three or four games. Another, a couple tonight where he set up that weren't capitalized on. I think that Lucic is a little bit snake bitten when it comes around the net. He's had the chances, it's just not going in for him. But unfortunately, sometimes the play has been dying. And that's what you don't want to see. So if they get on track, which the Oilers are hoping they do, well, all of a sudden you have three lines that you can put out and you have to worry about them scoring. So I think Strom's game has come on and that's good. And then they need that because I, I know that Reader and and Chason, I don't, I don't think that the expectations were from a lot of offense from them. So this is a bonus right now. Hopefully they'll be able to continue that. And the way that they're playing, you don't see why it wouldn't continue. Leon's given them the opportunities and they're making the most of them. Don't forget to get more on 630Ched.com. We'll have Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 8. We have a doubleheader Saturday, 12.30 countdown to kickoff. Eskimos and Bombers at 2. And then at 5 o'clock, we'll switch over to hockey as the Oilers visit the Detroit Red Wings. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Studio 99, and to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, back at 630Ched. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. The final tonight, Koskinen, 40 saves. Oilers shut out the Blackhawks for nothing. Have a great night. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season 6 of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.